What's up, everyone? It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Hopefully, everything is doing what you needed to do. Everything's going the way you needed to go. Uh, it's Tuesday, and uh, February the 2nd. Uh, and this is the shortest month in the uh, in the calendar. And, uh, you know, happy Black History Month. And if I didn't acknowledge it yesterday and probably won't acknowledge it again is because every day is Black History Day. Every month is Black History Month. Real talk. I mean, I don't understand. I think we'll reach, uh, of you know, I think people think this is some big milestone, but we'll really reach a milestone when we don't have to acknowledge black people for a month. Uh, I'm getting emails again. It's like, please, this is just like right after George Floyd. And they said, we care about black people. I mean, every company I work with or bought anything from sending me emails and stuff. Listen, I, I get it. Okay. I know it looks like this is the right thing to do. It feels like you should acknowledge black people and acknowledge that things are not equal. But the reality is, it's not a quick fix situation. And if you really want to fix it, you got to you got to get down here and and come to earth and really do things that matter. Put your money where your mouth is. There is not a major metropolitan area that couldn't use your tax dollars. <laughs> so either come to these cities and and create jobs or or uh donate money to the school systems because the public school systems certainly in a place like St. Louis are are not great. It depends on where you live. If you live in a in a wonderful neighborhood, you know, where mom and dad, everybody's making money, everybody's doing good, uh then yeah, those school systems are great. We all if you live here, you know what those school systems are. Um and if you live in the hood, your school sucks. Uh, it's, it's just really not that complicated. So don't send me a bunch of emails telling me how much you care about black people. If you really cared about black people, you would figure out how to get out here in these communities and fix it, you know, and a a store like Target. So we had a, uh, a Target. I actually, um, had to drive through North County yesterday and it was just heartbreaking because I remember when Ferguson was nice. I do. And there are still parts that are not bad. They're they're very nice uh, historical homes, big homes. You're not getting these for for no money. And those people have never left. Their families left them those homes and they stayed there. But there's a part of Ferguson that's just not good. And then I was driving through a part where I just remember I that was a part of town. I was in constantly. And while there's still businesses and stuff there, it just does not look the same. It just, you could tell some hard times have come. And it just makes me sad. So I guess my whole point is, stop sending out emails. Target did a great job. Uh, this particular neighborhood they picked up robbed them out of existence. For 10 years, they got robbed so much they had to close down. Um, and that's sad. And I get it. Sometimes the people you want to help don't want your help. But don't send me emails either. I don't need to know how much you care about black people through an email. 
It's like when this happened uh, last year and all these studios, we need to look at our diversity and inclusion program. I don't want to hear about your program. I don't want to enter a screenwriting contest. I don't want to enter a group that's supposed to just be for black people. If you really, really want to change uh, how you guys do business, you will change how you do business. Otherwise, you're just going to pay a lot of lip service and and pretend you're about diversity and inclusion. And I'm not interested in that. If you really want to be a different force in the industry, uh, film people, studios, you will actually make us equity partners in our own projects. You know what I mean? So that's just the way I feel about that. Uh, the Cardinals signed Nolan Arenado. Listen, St. Louis gets a lot of shit wrong. I cannot even sugarcoat it for you. But we do get baseball right. And if given a chance, we would have had football right. Uh, We should have changed the name of the team. And we should have done a a Baltimore Ravens thing. Yes, it's the Cleveland Browns. But now, miraculously, you're the Baltimore Ravens. And you'll never lose your team. Because you belong to Baltimore. Uh, When we took the Rams... We should have made them become an expansion team. We should have just changed the name, and we just didn't do any of that. And so it made it super appealing for a snake-like, whatever that dude's name is, I can't think of, Cronky, to just snake the city and snake his home state and everything and and go for the cash grab. And so, uh, yeah, we get baseball right. So I'm excited. We haven't had a splashy signing in a long time, and I haven't watched the Cardinals in a long time, if you want to know the truth. They rested on the laurels of that 2011 win for a long time. It's been 10 years. We haven't had a much, uh, we haven't had a splashy signing since then, and we had to endure Mike Matheny, who was not a good manager for the Cardinals. I'm sorry. Uh, I think watching him, really wore me out I don't think I've watched very much Mike Schilt but I just I couldn't do it I think I watched us uh, lose in the playoffs maybe three or four years ago and I was like I'm done and uh, they just really didn't have an exit strategy so they let Albert go which you get I mean that was bullshit Albert shouldn't have pretended he didn't want a big payday um, so Albert goes, we keep Yachty, we keep Wainwright, and we stay competitive. But had we had any other real manager, we probably would have won at least two more titles because we were humming. That team was solid. Right after uh, La Russa left, retired, we that team was just, you know, if we had had a real manager, and then the Cardinals took the little hometown. I don't understand that. They Mike, I liked Mike Matheny. He was a great catcher for us. But he had no business being a major league manager at that point. Not of the Cardinals. You know, I just didn't understand that. And he made so many weird calls and mistakes. And he just, he was tight. And listen, he was a good catcher. Solid Cardinal. But he was not Yachty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I remember when Yachty replaced him, and it was a big deal. So anyway, we have a signing. After Oscar Tavares died, they really did not have a plan. And that was, what, five or six years ago. He died, went home and died in the Dominican driving, because apparently that's a thing. It's so much a thing that Real Sports has done a story on 
how many baseball players return to the Dominican and die in car accidents because it's just bananas apparently to drive there. And it's a lot of drinking and driving. So, you know, this is our first big signing in a very long time. And so, you know, thank you. You got to make moves. And that small market shit is, you know, the Cardinals, you can keep saying the small market, but you've got millions and millions of people who go through those turnstiles every year and would have done it through COVID. So you got to put a product out there. You got to spend some money. You just have to. And I, I don't believe for a second that they couldn't afford uh, a splashy signing all this time. They're just they're just realize that people are like, you know, y'all not even going to try. So let me just stop coming to these games. And now, you know, you got to do something because with COVID, you know, people will tune out and do something else since they can't go to the game. So congratulations to the Cardinals finally for doing something proactive. Um, I, like I said, I can't remember the last signing I was happy about probably way when I watched every game in the early 2000s. So good for them. Let's uh, just put a good competitive product on the field and let's win another chip. Why not? Um, Like I said, we don't get a lot of stuff right in St. Louis, as far as I can tell. Um, And I'm born and bred. I am a St. Louisan and I can criticize it. Uh, And I do. (laughs) But we do get baseball right. And, um, you know, if you live here, you, 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 you probably a card. You follow the Cardinals, you know. Even the most casual person follows the Cardinals. So, there you go. Uh, I didn't mention it yesterday. Matt Stafford going to the Rams. You know, and I, I don't think I mentioned it, but yo, that's a signing. That's the Rams for you, dude. They wait five years. And, you know, too late. Like, I'm not saying Matt Stafford's not a good quarterback, but that dude's been drilled, hammered, you know, injured. Like, he's had crazy injuries. And the Lions haven't been very good. And so I know he's excited to have a great team, but I he might just be really broken. <laughs> it's like he's been playing for a bad team for 12 years and he's not a spring chicken. So again, this isn't a long-term fix. If you wanted to see something serious, if you wanted to see the Rams do something, okay, it would have been signing Deshaun Watson, but they wouldn't do that. And don't tell me they can't afford it in the salary cap. And uh, nah, they would figure out a way. They figured out a way to wrestle a whole team from a city uh, d- despite the fact that the city was doing everything they thought they could do to keep them, you know, it was ridiculous. And they just do not care about the fans or anything. And I have no doubt in my mind if the Rams had really wanted to, to go down that route, they would have because they're desperate to be successful in L.A. So whatever. I still want Deshaun to go to the Steelers. Uh, they need to come to Jesus moment because Ben Roethlisberger is not it. That would be fantastic. That's oh my god! I want to see, I want to see Coach Tomlin with a player that likes him and respects him, and and that they, they have a camaraderie. I want Coach Tomlin to get his Pat Mahomes. You know what I mean? Because right now, it I just can't tell Ben Roethlisberger. There's just something about his personality. I don't think he particularly likes Coach Tomlin. And um, 
I just would like to see what Tomlin could do with a, a player that likes and respects him and young, athletic, you know what I mean? Ben's been there forever. So anyway, uh, last uh, night or the night before, I think Sunday, HBO had a very interesting, but not all that interesting, but just more like bizarre uh, story about, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought it was going to be about a woman who, I guess it is technically about a woman who created a car I'd never heard of in the 70s. But it, it turns out, you know, it was a man who it was a criminal for most of his life. Then he was transgender. He couldn't be uh, a man anymore. He had to be the woman he always felt he was. But in the meantime, he decided to uh, champion this this three-wheeled car. And apparently, you know, I don't remember anything about this, but I was very young in the 70s. But it it's interesting. I wouldn't say I you could go out of your way if you have HBO to to watch this. Um you get the impression that the uh, the authorities just believed he became a woman because he was trying to hide from the law. But I mean you, you hear his kids and you hear everybody talking all the people who remember him. It's clear that this was, you know, he was he he was a woman in his mind and he became their mom his kids mom uh it's just interesting and he, him and his ex-wife pretended they were sister-in-law it was very elaborate but the thing is he's such a criminal or he was or she was um his their criminal background never really leaves your brain because he apparently was just quite a scallion like this dude scallion is that a word no I think I'm getting that wrong. Uh, anyway, he was a scoundrel. <laughs> scallion. There is a word I'm thinking of, but that's but scallions are like delicious. But anyway, he was a straight criminal as a man, and for like 45 years as a man, he there was nothing legal that he would want to be a part of. He scammed nonstop and had this family ready to escape with him. Um, while he was always doing his crimes so it's just it's fascinating because I never heard of this and you know he's you know he's just like not a good human being but then he becomes like the face for transgender you know are you mistreating me because I'm a woman you but really he again and he just starts she starts scamming everybody with this car and what's weird is some of the people who helped build the built a car they're still alive you know and they're like um they they they're so upset that the one engineer proved that the car was unstable and therefore didn't secure enough money to build proto more you know a real prototype of the car um something more than what they had slapped together and they're so much more concerned about that than they are the fact that they were illegally selling shares into a car that they didn't have built yet. They were used. It's a that's a pyramid scheme. So you're getting paid money. That's like me saying, hey, I've built the perfect box and, you know, it's not available to you yet, but I'm going to collect all the money for future orders and, um, I'm going to pay my staff off of this future order money, which should have been going into an escrow account. 
Because that money should be used specifically for the orders, not to build your company. And like some of these engineers are so butthurt that it didn't come together because it was such a great idea and it would have been great for this country. But it's like, it was illegal. He, You can't accept future orders for things and then spend the money to pay people. You know, you're supposed to be spent. You you're supposed to raise money to do that on your own, and it was just crazy. And apparently, she got involved with a ton of gangsters. It was just fascinating. And then to hear these people, you know, be so like, you know, and I know they probably felt like they wasted their time, or and I get that. I understand that part, but don't try to justify what's wrong. If wrong is wrong. What they were doing was completely illegal financially. And, you know, this is not a movie. Just because you feel like you're doing something noble doesn't mean it's not illegal. Hey, crazy. So, yeah, I HBO is really putting on some interesting program. That program is that program is... (laughs) There was a lady yesterday I had to go somewhere and she was like, there's a program. I'm like, there is a, a very distinct, you you know, you're dealing with somebody old school when they say program. So anyway, I would say Lady and Adele is Dale is OK. You know, I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it. Um, but McMillions from last year is excellent. Really intriguing. Fascinating. Who knew? that there was so much corruption with the McDonald's uh, Monopoly game. So if you have a chance and you want to watch something fairly interesting, I say McMillions, Tiger was good. Even if you don't like Tiger Woods, it was entertaining. Um, And this Lady in the Dale thing is fascinating. They showed the first two episodes on Sunday. I think there's two more, but yeah, that one's trippy. That one's trippy because they have like, photos that and then they put like eyeballs and mouths on the photos it just it they went with a very unique style to tell the story (laughs) of the transgender thieving car lady all right well that's it for me today i hope all is well with you guys i hope everything starts to just click for you uh and you know uh don't forget your goals, whatever the goals you want to set for February. Short-term goals make you feel successful when you reach them. It's part of the bigger picture, your health. I hope you haven't thrown away all your resolutions yet. Health is important. Um, There's a book out I think people might be interested in, uh, The Cancer Code by Jason Fung. He's really, he's the person I've consulted, uh, consulted, read his books and looked at his YouTube videos for fasting. And uh, he's in Toronto. He's a nephrologist and super fascinating. Uh, So if you guys are interested in trying to prevent disease and better understand, you know, how our bodies work, uh, the cancer code is out. Jason Fung, Dr. Jason Fung, I think you'll enjoy uh, his style. Um, So, yeah. All right, everybody. Be well. Be safe. Of course. You know, this virus is still with us. Wash your hands, wear your masks. It's at this point, it's not cool to to even try to pretend like you're unaware of the uh, virus. That's silly. All right. Be your best.